Coffee Talk includes real talk that may not vibe with some listener preferences. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, glad you could join us on Coffee Talk. I'm Jesse, And I'm Kat. We're two friends that could not be more different. Besides our love for multiple beverages and melodramatic TV shows. We drink coffee. Talk about coffee. Catch up with you all. And have a real good coffee talk. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee Talk. So glad you're here to join us on this lovely Monday morning and hope that you guys are doing well. To start us off, as usual, we've got our business updates. So as we mentioned in the last episode, we are now recording video of us while we record for the podcast, and we are going to be putting it up on Patreon. Well, it's technically on YouTube, but you get the special secret link to it. If you're a Patreon subscriber and Jesse and I talked and those video episodes will be available for all levels of Patreon subscribers. So you could literally only be donating $1 a month and then get to have the unedited audio and video footage of us making each episode. And Kat, Kat yes. is it only $1 a month? <laughs> it's only $1 a month. <laughs> I have to really good salesperson quality camera footage. (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know. I have really, really good salesperson voice though. I always thought that if everything else, if vet school fails, I could just be a narrator for commercials. I think I'd be, you know, in my head, I think I'd be a good one. But then when I hear myself on recording, I sound like a child. So maybe my whole like imagination of myself is just truly a fantasy. Yeah, I can understand that. Well, Anyways, it's funny continue. because one time on so Jesse and I like have notes that we follow each episode and sometimes we'll put, you know, little notes to remind ourselves not to do this or not to do that and what to work on. And one time Jesse put this note that was like, work on your damn vocal grind, Jesse. And I just thought it was so funny that she wrote that note to herself. And I was just giggling the entire time. I don't know. Maybe that's funnier to me. Anyways. That I talked to myself on paper. Well, that you were like degrading yourself. You're like, work I on do, your damn I do vocal have a vocal, grind. I do have a vocal grind. I have to like constantly <clears throat> drink water or like coffee. Coffee. To- yeah. All right. Well, on that note of the video episodes on Patreon, episode 12, so last episode, is up and running. So go watch us be goofy and ridiculous. It's very funny. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like I and get so cute. much more out of recording just like being able to see your face. So maybe that will be the same for you all. Anyways, that's that. And then we also have three new merch items. Yay! So I talked Jesse into some more spring-ish designs, if you will. One of them is a really cute shirt that says it's kind of a sweatshirt, I think, or is it a long sleeve tee? It's just a long sleeve tee. Okay, so it's a long sleeve tee and it's black and it has cute little chalk designs all over it, even on the sleeves. And then on the front it says chalk it up because we say that a lot. And well, so that's really it a lot. Well, okay, I say it a lot. <laughs> I say it a lot. Um, but that's really cute. And then we also have a new mug, and it says everything has to work out because it does, right? 
No, it says it will work out because it has to. Because it has to. Okay, sorry about that. I looked at it really late last night, and so it's not in my permanent memory. But I do remember that when I saw it, I thought it was so cute that I it brought a tear to my eye. Literally, it's it's the cutest design, and it's just a good phrase. And I'm gonna have to spend money to buy my own damn merch. Well, she asked for flowers on a mug, so I put flowers on a mug. So go check it out. It's very cute. And lastly, there's a new sticker, and it's like a little iced coffee thing. And it says iced coffee season because every season is iced coffee season. So anyways, go check those out. What are you drinking for this episode, Jess? So I was going to make iced coffee, but I completely blanked on I just spilled coffee on my white shirt. Oh, I see it. Oh. You see this? Yes, That's another I reason do. why you should subscribe because then you can see me literally just like miss my freaking mouth. Yeah. Dang it. Yeah, you know, they have physical therapy for that, you know, spatial awareness. Oh my gosh, you're licking your own shirt. Okay. I got to get some of it off. I don't have tissues and we're in the middle cute. of recording. It's like a weird like fetish porn. Like oh you my licking God. your shirt. <laughs> It's Ew, don't make a sucking noise next to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but see, like, it's practically gone. Now I just need a little Okay, spot you did remover. a good job. I'll hand it to you. I had to get it out before it soaked in. Anyway, It's still a little soaked in. I'm sorry, Before Kat started being inappropriate. Um. <laughs> just trying to appeal to a wider range. <laughs> um, I was... I was going to make iced coffee, but I completely forgot about recording today because I have no idea. I I do not know why it slipped my mind, Um, but so I scrambled and just made my normal coffee with stevia. But update on coffee and stevia. So Badger told me about some study on basically like processed sweeteners um, or like like any kind of process even if it's like organic or whatever like there's still a question of how it affects us on a cellular level and it made me feel weird so I'm not gonna have stevie anymore I'm just gonna stick with honey I'm not gonna lie I kind of thought you already knew that or I could have told you that because that's like one of the things that I've known maybe it's the biology major or something but like I've known that any sort of fake sugar is arguably it may not impact you in the same way that adding like real sugar would be but it's still really not good for you because it's fake and any sort of fake processed is bad basically well like stevia is from like a plant and it's like processed into a liquid concentrate and in my mind that's like a normal saying the same way that like castor oil or like other things you know right now so yeah right now i'm gonna text this person that was telling me about the only form of good sugar and i cannot remember the name but it's very newly discovered and i think it's like fermented something and that's how they get the sugar and i can't remember the name but it'll be a while till i get an answer so we can move on but i i'm okay gonna put that out cool. there and then bring it up again yeah but also just just because i know somebody's gonna be a gatekeeper about this i'm vegan and i consume honey because 
my stance is that if people did not consume honey, we would no longer care about bees. And so it's a two-way street. And um, as long as you buy, you know, honey from a reputable source, that's my stance on it. So fight me. I think it's a good stance to have because a lot of the at least natural bee farms and stuff are actually very good at keeping the bee population alive and thriving. They're necessary. Exactly. And my stance is that we only care about things that directly affect us. And so as long as I can continue contributing to the market that consumes honey, we'll continue to invest in keeping the bee population alive. So... I went to for I did a two week study abroad course and part of it was in France and the other part was in Spain. And one of the things we did is so it was a credit and it was a class called cooking and chemistry or like cuisine chemistry, basically. And I was doing it because obviously abroad and also obviously food course abroad and wine course abroad. But then on the other hand, it counted for elective credit for my chem minor. So it's like, this is literally perfect. And it's really not chem chem the way I am used to chemistry. So I was also like, hell yeah, I'm going to jump at the opportunity to go on and get this credit. It was a three credit hour class too, which is kind of insane that it was done in uh, two weeks. Or it was more like three weeks, two and a half. Anyways, one of the places we went was this island off the coast of mainland France that's called Corsica. And it's a very popular like um, cruise ship destination, like the coast of it is. And so that part is very, you know, touristy. But we stayed way further inland and it was very rural and we stayed in an old pretty sure it was an olive mill so some sort of old mill still had the original wheel out on the back like original so much of everything it was it was beautiful and stone on the ground the original stone there's some very creepy dolls there which we were convinced the place was haunted i'm sure it was but still i digress it was absolutely phenomenal and that was the place we stayed at the longest so we were there for like a week in Corsica and it was gorgeous anyways one of the things we did was we went to like this huge bee farm on this island and I can't remember if it was like the largest bee farm in France or it was like the main distributor of honey for all of France but it was like some big deal thing and it was huge it was beautiful and we went there and we got to like see the bees and we got to see the process and everything and then we got to try the honey like such fresh honey and all different flavors because I guess depending on where the bees land that depends on the Uh flavor of the honey so we were trying like all different types of plant honey basically and it was and I brought some home for my mom because she loves honey and she loves it in her tea and she drinks tea like every single day and she was just over the moon about it so I wasn't a a huge better that you didn't bring me any I could have sworn what did I get you from that trip I know that I got something for you on that trip and it was personalized to you but I can't remember what I'll, I'll think of it. But anyways, I wasn't a huge honey fan just because like I don't drink tea very much and other mm-hmm. than putting it in recipes I didn't like use it very much. But then after that trip I was like, "Oh yeah. Honey, good honey." Yeah, I can eat honey just like sometimes if I'm um like want something sweet and I don't really have anything unless I have to like make it, I'll like put a little like dollop of honey on my finger and like 
lick it off and that's mm-hmm. like my dessert for the evening or something. <laughs> my dad used to always give me honey whenever I had a sore throat. He'd be like, just swallow a spoonful of straight honey and it'll coat your throat and make you feel so much better. And oh, it, it you don't worked. have to force that on me. I'll take it. Yeah. Spoonful of honey. I think oh, that's one of the okay. reasons I didn't like it, honestly, is because I always kind of associated, associated a sore throat or feeling like crap with having honey but anyways it's that's ever since that trip and even before that because my mom's super organic and everything but that was when I was personally convinced about the importance of getting what you said like reputable honey from a reputable place that's like 100% pure honey and not all the crap that they put in some of the brands now yeah yeah and speaking of so I'm kind of like ranting But speaking of, with the coffee I'm drinking today, I know you haven't asked me yet, but I am next. What are you drinking, Kat? Okay, thank you very much. What are you sucking off of your sweater? That unexpected prompt. Thank you. Um, I am also having... I really wanted to get up early this morning and get Starbucks and use that gift card, and it just didn't happen. Aww. Just didn't happen. But that's Okay. Um, my car's working now, which was different than last episode. It really was that I just turned the lights off. And so it was a quick battery charge from a campus police officer and I was on my way. So nice. All is well. But I, um, just brewed like a K cup this morning and then I added some honey to it because you had inspired me and I wanted to try it. I will drink black coffee. I have no problem with just plain black coffee, but I kind of wanted something sweet this morning. And so far, it's pretty good. I think I added a little too much honey, but it's it's good. I add things to my coffee, not for the flavor component, but really just to dilute the caffeine. That's smart, too. I remember I was pouring it in and I was thinking to myself, this is like good nutrition to have to start my day. <laughs> yeah, no, that's like part of the reason why... like. I. I'm such a, I don't know if this is like a vegan thing, but like, you know, being vegan, like you have to basically like shove as many calories into everything you consume because everything you eat is low calorie. So Mm. I try to beef up everything I eat. Like my oatmeal, my oatmeal has like 12 ingredients in it because I put like... I put the oats in, I put um, fit, like pieces of like dried up fig in it, I put uh, sunflower seeds, I put um, moringa powder, which is like a B12 supplement, I put um, turmeric in it, I put cinnamon, I put honey, and then I put applesauce in it. Damn. And, yeah. Um, I'm trying to... Th- oh, and then I put protein powder in it too. So, Smart. yeah. Yeah. Have you ever tried overnight oats? That's like a new trend right now. And Love I it. think you might like that. Love overnight oats, but I don't do it unless I have fresh fruit. Like if I buy blueberries, I go hard on the overnight oats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Very good. Okay. We, we got to get going. Okay. What are you listening to? Or how have you been? Forgot. I, I always yeah, I do say. that every time. I just want to talk about music. Um, That's how have you fine. Been? Yeah. You just want to gloss over how I've been. I see where the priorities are. Yeah. I'm glad. I, I try to be clear on things. Well, honestly, that's kind of funny because I, I, I have been better. <laughs> um, Good. I, it's been all right. Um, it's, it's, been, it's been okay. I have been a little bit overwhelmed about all the things going on 
Um, but I did get to schedule my first COVID vaccine, which is really, really exciting. Um, my state has moved into phase 3A, which allows for either like students or people living in congregate settings to get a vaccine. And I was so nervous I wasn't going to get one because on the registration, there were all these prompts like, are you a, you know, care worker? Are you an essential worker? Like, have you had it before? Do you have pre-existing conditions? And I was like, no, to just all of them. And I was like, this is, you know, totally going to blow my chances of getting it. But then to my surprise, just me answering the yes to like, do you live in a congregate setting, aka a college campus? Like, yes. And then do you like attend a university? Yes. It took me to a place to book my first appointment. So Goldie and I have them on Friday and I'm really, really excited. Um, Yay! Yay. Yeah. And um, so I, I'm really, I'm really, really excited. Thank goodness. And then I also got some promising job leads. And um, I called all the vets that like I've shadowed and I've shadowed a lot and that have like written rec letters or taken a very personal interest like in my career success. And I finally got to all of them last week and told them like, hey, I didn't get in this year. And honestly, it sucked, but I got some really encouraging words. Like having these professionals that I look up to and aspire to be like and admire for their like leadership, their knowledge, everything, literally who I want to be when I grow up. They're sitting there telling me that they know that I would make an excellent vet. They know that I'll get in next year. Like they know that this is the career meant for me. And there are so many comforting things you can say to someone that like doesn't get into a school that's not saying like, I know you'll be a good vet, you know, just to kind of placate them and make them feel better. But these, they're not like placating me. They're literally saying, this is so like disappointing to hear. And I don't know, you know, what they're thinking. And like, I know that this is meant for you and you will be an excellent vet because of ABC, stuff like that. So it's just really flattering to have gotten that encouragement from these people that I look up to. That's great. Yeah. I'm glad. Um, Have any of them offered you a job? (laughs) Well, actually, yeah, all of them. I was like, you know, and here's the situation. Like, I want to work. So let me know if you hear of anything. And most of them were like, like one of them gave me a couple of different places that are kind of always hiring on a continual basis because they're an emergency center. So he was like, you know, name drop me too. So he gave me like that stuff. And then another vet, actually, arguably at the place I spent the most time shadowing and got the most valuable internship experience, I would think, is a place I interned at back home for three years. And they um, actually are hiring as a receptionist. And, you know, she said, I don't know if that's something you'd be interested in. And I was kind of telling her, like, my situation. And I do have background in customer service and um, office management and you know, stuff like that. Like I would be able to handle a receptionist job. And she said, like, let me talk to the co-owner of the place who also is like a personal mentor of mine. So the two co-owners of this place are like probably the vets I'm also closest to period. So that might actually be pretty promising. We'll see. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Definitely had more connections than I did coming out of college. It's just because I had to spend most of my college experience as an intern, not working, mm-hmm. but like as an intern. And when you're following someone around, like, I don't know, they really get to know you. And yeah. Yeah. How have you been? Also, you need to chug more coffee. You look tired. I am not tired. I am awake. I'm just listening. 
Well, your eyes were kind of getting like, I, I don't know if that was intense. It listening. was intense. I was listening to everything you're saying. Okay, My well, family, just... we have a thing of like, like, almost like. Oh my god, your dad. Your dad, I can see his face in my head right now, like, listening to me tell a story. Yeah, that's what we all do. We all, like, intensely listen. Yeah, we're all very intense listeners, yes. Um, but I, I've been good. Um, I got I got a French 2021 planner Ooh. from Amazon France. So it's oh. from France. Um, yeah. And it's it's all French, so it's cute and fun. And the rule is that I can only write in it in French. And it's a daily planner, so I have to write in French every day. Um, the way I normally would in my normal planner, because I'm a planner person, people. I've had a planner since grade school, and I, I write down my daily plans every single day. And yeah, I'm very picky about my planners. And it's super cute and it has like little sticky notes and stickers and they're all in French. And yeah, so um, I also decided to start to, it's time to like start practicing uh, French conversation. So I'm looking for a good online chat option um, for that too. So hit me up if you know of any cool options for that that you can recommend. You know Goldie speaks French. Yes. I don't want to Not that he would willingly him. have a conversation. Yeah. yeah, a long-term conversation or like weekly conversation because he doesn't even really like speaking in French, which I'm like, oh my God, that is such Why? a just... I think it's because it was kind of forced on him and the classes were so difficult in middle and high school. And I mean, granted, it's so built into their education and he just really like got sick of it. Um, oh, but it's it's a hard language from the way he describes it, and he says that even though he was immersed in that for seven years straight and would literally be considered proficient, he always puts on his resume like moderately proficient, or he's so cautious about saying that he knows French because he's always so worried. Um, I think about someone either like calling his bluff or speaking too fast or whatever, and. It's funny to me that he's so, so reserved about it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that definitely. Um, that's partly why I want to like start doing French conversation now, like while I barely know any French, because I'm hoping it will like crush that performance anxiety because mm -hmm. I, that's what has always screwed me over in language learning is I don't try because I'm afraid to fail. And, and the accent thing, too, is hard. I'm actually pretty good with, uh, with the accent so far. Like, as a beginner, I'm pretty good with the R's and stuff. And actually, I, pro tip, um, I learned some of that, like, especially with the R's going like, <sighs> um, is because I listen to podcasts where they just taught you, like, how to how to do proper pronunciation and how to practice it. So when I am starting a lesson each day, I practice my R sound before I get going. Um, so I go through each vowel going like ah, ich, ich, oh, uh, and that's like how I get it out of my system so that I can then like speak better. Hmm. 
interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so basically all I'm doing right now is just trying to really force myself to do better in French because I cool. want I want the certification so bad. Like you don't even know how bad I want to. Like I want to crush that thing. Like ugh. Yeah. So you anyways, uh what are you listening to? A lot of the best of the best playlist, some passion pit specifically, great band. Just dreaming of the day that I can go to a music festival again. As of right now, Austin City Limits has indicated that they're going to have an ACL this year, this fall. It's usually in October because by October, it's thought that enough people will be vaccinated that something like that, as long as you're able to provide documentation that you are vaccinated, they'll basically like let you in. Um, That's cool. So that might that might definitely be a possibility. I mean, I say that as if I could afford it. It's so expensive. But I did go one year and it was one of the best weekends of my entire life. So I would love to go back. Cool. What about you? Um, I've kind of been all over the place with music. I haven't really like been in a particular mood. Um, the other day I was listening to Birdie. I love Birdie. I think she's really good. Um, and with the whole concert thing man when i hang out with badger we listen to mostly like late 90s early 2000s like grungy music and Mm -hmm. like alternative so like how how bizarre and like sound garden and stuff like that yeah um and that, like, makes me crave concerts so bad because, like, so it bad. would be so good to see Soundgarden in concert. Oh, my God. Okay, sweet. Without further ado, uh, let's talk about our actual topic. I'm going to introduce it. Today we're talking about – it's kind of a deep talk it Deep talk-it. Uh, a top- I was thinking topic a and top- pocket. pocket? A yeah. front pocket, a back pocket. A picket? A talk it. A talk it. A pot Anyways. <laughs> it's it's a deep top ick. Um and this <laughs> one is all about everything that grinds our gears, aka pet peeves. So even though it's kinda like silly of a premise, I think we're gonna get a little deep with it. And it's, I think it's gonna be funny. So anyways. We wanted to talk about this because it's going to be a good venting session, I think. And we're considering making it a semi-annual episode just because personally, I think like, you know, you have so many pet peeves. How can you cover it in one brief episode without sounding like the well never runs dry on my pet peeves? (laughs) Yeah. And then I asked Jess, I was like, you know, do you think we should make this semi-annual or whatever, like an annual episode? And she was like, oh, definitely. I get new pet peeves like every few months. So (laughs) yeah, I think that's a great way to introduce what we're talking about is Jessie saying that she gets a few new ones every, every few months. So Let's start with some statistics, Jess. Yeah, so I thought this was actually pretty interesting, just going into a little bit of, um, it's epistemology, right? I do not know. We're going into the foundation of the word, or the phrase. Okay. Um, Yeah. Uh, So from Merriam-Webster, pet peeve uh, originally stems from the 15th century English word peevish, or 
It's also spelled P-E-V-I-S-H, and I don't know if it's still pronounced peevish or pevish, but basically it it means spiteful. Um, And by the late 19th century, it had been like colloquially shortened to peeve. And then in the early 20th century, it became popular to add pet in front of words ironically, like hate or aversion. So like my pet aversion or like, you know. Um, Hmm. so I have a list of top five most common pet peeves. However, this was not from a scientific study or a journal. It was from like zipia.com. So like grain of salt here. I, I looked all over the place for like a legitimate study or poll or survey of top pet peeves. And I just couldn't find one. So this is as close as I could get to one that I could like reasonably trust. So, number one, micromanagement. I feel that. Uh, Two, loud chewing or drinking. I thought this one was interesting because it's on every single list I could find was in like either the second or third place was loud chewing and drinking. So, all those open mouth chewers out there. Well, it's crazy because I never knew that that was something that bothered someone. And then I had a friend in high school that was so weird about it. Like, it would give her shivers if she heard someone chewing. And she was so sensitive to it. And that was the first and only person that I had ever heard express annoyance at, like, hearing someone chew. And I remember always being so aware of, like, how I was chewing or drinking around her. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the people that have that pet peeve, it's, like, really really sensitive to them see i'm like the opposite i'm in the mindset that everyone has that pet beef like you are socially unacceptable if you are a loud chewer <laughs> all right then um and then three is being late and yeah and then four is interrupting and then five is talking during a movie So, do any of these pet peeves apply to you? Like, are are any of these your pet peeves? Well, like I was saying with the loud chewing and drinking, I'm actually one of the few people in the universe, I think, that doesn't mind it. I, I could care less if I hear you chewing or drinking. It just really does not bother me. But what does bother me is scraping a plate. Oh my god, I me too. I hate when people do that. Like, it's one thing if you're, like, trying to get soup out and you, like, kind of do like a light little scrape scrape or whatever to get the last bit of soup out or something like that but oh my lord I hate it when people are like like all over the damn plate even when they're cutting something it's like you don't have to put the utensil on the plate to cut through something I don't need to hear that and so that really bothers me um I don't mind other people being late because I'm usually late, so that's not a pet peeve of mine. But I am working on that, I swear. Um, I do get pissy about interrupting, definitely. I mean, oh, not yeah. really in, in this circumstance because, like, we're bound to talk over each other. So that's that's the thing is I feel like I have a qualifier to the interrupting. Like, if I'm in a normal conversation with someone and they're constantly talking over me or interrupting my thought, that will kind of piss me off. But if we're in an engaged conversation or, like, where you and I are right now, I I don't care if you interrupt me. And, you know, for example, this weekend, I celebrated a birthday 
with a one of my closest and oldest friends. Um, and we met, so we went to undergrad together and now she's at a grad school. And so there was only a few of us, I think there was like seven of us total and five of us were friends from her undergrad and two of them are friends that she's made now being in grad school. So this was our first time like meeting her grad school girlfriends and they are very interruptive people. Like in a conversation, they get really like engaged and really going. And so they talk over each other. And at first I was getting really pissed off because I was like, oh my God, like I just met you. Let me get a thought out. Or I don't want to be in a group conversation where everyone's like talking over each other because that's annoying. But then I kind of took a step back and was like, clearly this is how they operate. And they don't mean it in a rude way because they're even talking over each other. And that's just going to be the dynamic of this weekend. So I was like... Eh, it's whatever. And then I didn't get bothered by it again. Talking during a movie. Um, I also really don't care about that. Like, I like talking during a movie. I won't talk during a movie in a theater because I think that's rude to the people around me. But if I'm at home, I like being like, oh my God, you know, what does that mean? Or what was that? Something like that. And She talks during movies. <laughs> yeah, I do talk during movies. I won't talk during movies if it bothers the person I'm with. Like... Like, if I know that, I won't, but I like to. And I don't even She'll mind if people try talking. not to. Ah, <laughs> I do well. Yeah, sometimes I can't she help myself. She does pretty well. Sometimes I can't help myself. But I don't even mind if someone talks during a movie at a theater either. Like, as long as it's not during an important part or, like, it's really quiet and they're kind of, like, keeping to themselves. As long as they're not just outwardly interrupting something, I don't even really care if people talk at a theater. So... It's funny. I feel like I have very niche pet peeves, not the ones that like everyone else has. Yeah. Yeah. So uh should we move to the guessing game or do you want to share if you have any of those top 5 pet peeves? I have like all of them. Uh <laughs> Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'd say, like, talking during a movie that I've seen a thousand times, I don't mind. Um, And that's actually not really hard to do because I'm a huge movie buff. So, like, if I am seeing a movie with somebody and it's not in the theater, chances are I've seen it at least four times. So, it's it's not that big of a deal. Um, Unless they're not paying attention. That bothers me. Like, if you're talking about something completely random because you're not paying attention. That's true. I don't like that. But if you're asking questions or like engaging with the movie, then I'm I'm into it. Um, but I it's actually feel personally offended when I'm like trying to show a movie that I like to someone and they're just like not even caring. Yeah, I'm like, come on. I'm like, I'm like, well, that's it. Guess I'm not yep. sharing movies with you again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's actually funny because I don't talk during movies um, unless a it's like one of those academic movies and I know that they don't really get what's going on so I kind of have to explain or (laughs) or it's uh or if I'm with Badger and it's not my fault because every show that we watch usually is his show and I don't understand the Mm -hmm. context so I have to ask a lot of questions and it drives him up the wall he's like I'm watching the same thing you are I don't know. Stop asking questions. 
That's definitely true. A lot of times I'll ask questions and the other people around me are like, I'm also seeing this for the first time. I also have no idea what's going on. I'm like, well, damn, I was just kind of hoping I was the only one that didn't get that. Yeah. So he gets really annoyed. But yeah. Um, But anyways, I have a game. And it's just a little guessing game. So I want to guess each other's number one pet peeve. And then the other, and then after we guess, then the other person will tell us if we're right. Okay. 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 So I'll I'll guess first. Okay. My guess is flakiness. I guess that you absolutely hate it when people flake on things because you're like a big quality time person. So I'd guess that when like people are blowing you off or like being aloof or like not keeping plans repeatedly, like that would probably drive you up the wall the most. Do I now give my answer? If you want, yeah, you can say it now or guess mine first, whichever. Okay, I think for me personally, I honestly don't know if I could pinpoint my top pet peeve because sometimes in a conversation, and I know I've even said this on the podcast, I'll be like, that is my biggest pet peeve. And I can never remember what they actually are. If I really, <laughs> really have, I feel like I swear my, my biggest pet peeve switches like every few months because it's like something that's prevalent in my life at that time is really what pisses me off the most. I think out of everything, I do hate flakiness. I really, I really do hate flakiness. I'll give you that. That's that's very much up there and very consistently up there. If I really had to pinpoint, I think it would be people that are two-faced. I cannot stand people that are hypocritical. And I can't stand it when someone... And I think it's different to have different personalities around different people. I don't consider that two-faced the way some people do. Some people are like, oh, you just change who you are based on who you're around. To a certain extent, I don't get bothered by that because I do that. I definitely feel like I'm different versions of myself around different people. That I, I also think that's a normal thing. It's not like I'm changing my morals or my values or like my personality or my humor. I'm not changing who I am, but I have very different energies around the people I'm around, different people, because I have different relationships with everyone. So that's going to determine how like open I am, stuff like that. But I cannot stand it when someone says one thing and then turns around to another person who says the other. And I also count talking behind someone's back kind of like in that sphere, in that sphere, like saying, oh, you're my best friend to their face, but then talking shit behind their back. I consider that two-faced and stuff like that really, really makes me mad, especially when other people don't see it and I'm the only one that does. And it's like, oh my God, this person lies to you constantly, all this other stuff. So I think that's consistently throughout most of my life what's bothered me the most I feel that definitely so for you I would think and I think I'm right on this I really do I I took a minute to think about this and I'm pretty proud of my response I think your biggest pet peeve is inconsistency you 
really take things like deadlines, agreements, partnerships. And this isn't just because like we're in a partnership and we like literally even had a conversation about this the other day, but you take that stuff so, so seriously. And you're always so careful about making sure that you yourself are consistent in everything you do. That I would think when someone else can't give you that consistency, that would really bother you because you're actively always trying to be a consistent person. That's a really good guess. That's a really good guess. I thank you. Thank you very much. I'll take a bow. (laughs) I would say that that would be my number one, but people touching me. Yeah, that's fair too. Not to. Yeah. or, or even like just at all, like people touching me, that's my number one. It's always going to be my number one. But I'd say that inconsistency is like my number two. So that was a really good guess. Thank you. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think we know each other pretty too. well. I was going to say, yeah, we definitely understand, understand each other. And thank you for calling me consistent. That's a high compliment. Hi, there. Here we go. This is what I'm saying, everyone. She cares so much about the consistency that I see. I do. I care so much. Just be clear. Just be consistent. Like, if you're an asshole, just be an asshole. Like, don't try to, you know, don't be inconsistent. Just, yeah. Um, Okay. Let's see. Uh... Oh, I also had another proposed game. Um, So, or not really a game, but I thought it would be fun to say like a pet peeve that we would think the other person has, but they don't. Okay. Um, And like, or or like, I guess it's kind of a guess because like we may or may not know that this person doesn't have this pet peeve, but something that we think they don't have as a pet peeve. And... That is surprising to us. So like that we would think that the other person would have, but they just don't. This one is funny because I, okay, this took me a really long time to think about because I know that you have a lot of pet peeves. And so I was thinking to myself, like all these things that I would think would bother you. And then I'm like, okay, well, that probably actually does bother her. So <laughs> I was struggling. There are so many things that I let go. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, this is definitely something that she actually would consider a pet peeve. So I can't put this because it's supposed to be a pet peeve that I would think you have, but you actually don't. And that's a little bit difficult. Sorry, Jess. Yeah, I think Um, there's only one that people would probably think I have, but I don't. I don't think I've guessed it, but I would think, (laughs) I would think lateness and it's funny because you already said that is a pet peeve but I have a qualifier for what I mean when I say lateness lateness for then this is hard too because this isn't falling in line with the consistency okay lateness of like your own lateness basically I don't necessarily think is a pet peeve because I would think in hindsight you would hate to be late that just like goes with your whole personality but we are always late to things and do not blame that shit on me because it's not always me believe it or not yeah it's, it's not always it you used like to be today in high school yeah but yeah like today for example that's what i'm today trying to say me. is we are always starting recording late or like maybe a better thing ranting 
that that's a good one. I would think that it would piss you off to hear people rant because you'd be like, oh my God, too much words. But that's what this whole damn podcast is. So maybe that. But anyways, we're we're always late on getting our coffee for recording. So that's why yeah. I thought about the idea of lateness. I'd say lateness is definitely a major pet peeve. Um, but with the coffee thing, like for me, it's more like when once you're here, you've you've basically made it to the deadline. Like when you're here and I can see you and you've made it to the appointment, whether or not we get started on time is more of just like something we have to try to get to. But like the actual like being ready and sitting down is what is important to me so okay i guess for me that's like a matter of priorities but um the ranting thing is a good one yeah i don't mind when people rant at all yeah okay what so what do you think is a pet peeve or you would think that would be a pet peeve of mine but actually isn't see i think that lateness would be something that would bother you but it doesn't like you are the most late person I have ever met. Like no, I, my mom. No, no, no. My your mom mother. is. Yeah, your mom is actually. And and even to hand it to your mom, I think. Um. Oh, I thought I made up a name for her. Um, but our grade school. It sounds friend, weird, but our. Oh, never mind. No, like um, I'll call her Beagle because she has a beagle. But oh, okay, I know Beagle is always late. Like, and I've I've been friends with her since I was five. And um, as children, I quickly figured out that if I wanted to hang out with her or I wanted her to be somewhere at a certain time, I would tell her an hour earlier. Oh my god! And she would always show up an hour late. Sometimes she'd be even late to the hour time frame I gave her in my own head. So she'd be an hour and a half late to the time I actually told her, but it wow. actually just half an hour late to the time I actually expect her to get there. Yeah. So she is the latest person I've ever met. But anyways, it's something that like you're such a like a perfectionist and like very like want things to be right and like you know, you're very uh like con self-conscious about like other people too that I think that like lateness would be like a huge pet peeve too but it's just not well the funny thing is is that we're gonna have to talk about this lateness thing it comes up in so many other conversations I feel like we're about (laughs) to have but the thing is is that like I hate being late myself like it bothers me when I'm late and I will say that I'm pretty like I'm pretty good about appointments or stuff that's like really, really important. But when it's a personal situation and I feel so bad, I always feel so bad because I feel and I know that I'm disrespecting the other person's time when I'm late, but I have such a hard time getting all the things I need to do done before getting somewhere. And I'm so bad. My mom always is like, Catherine, it takes you half an hour to leave the house because she's. I always am like it checking does. things, and it yeah, does. So. It always takes you at least half an hour to leave the house. Now your mom has no room to talk because it takes her an hour to leave the house. So I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. So, it, anyways, well, my and that's the sad thing too is my mom literally was like, "I'm gonna." Well, 
Okay, yeah, I'll just talk about it now. But my mom was always, like, late her entire life. And it used to piss her friends off so bad. Like, her parents were super punctual. The rest of my family is incredibly punctual, like, to a damn T. And so are all of my mom's friends, which is so funny that everyone around her takes punctuality very seriously. But she is habitually late. And she hates that about herself. So since I was a kid, she was always like, don't be like me. Like, do not have this habit do not be late. And then I still, I still think I picked up the damn trait. So. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, I I could see how it would be hard to even not pick up that trait when somebody is like to give, to hand it to you, like the half an hour late is the best you can do when the person that controls your life is always an hour late. You know? Well, yeah, my, I will say that was one thing my mom was always hell-bent on, is if it was regarding me, we were going to be on time. I was, whenever she was driving me to school, I was never, I was not yeah, late you to school yeah. until I was the one that was either, like, driving myself or I was the one that was, like, taking too long to get ready or it was something that was my actions. But when I was especially a kid, and you know this because we carpooled for a year mm-hmm. to school together She had breakfast ready every morning with ample time for me to eat and like leave and she would be ready to take us to school. And I would usually be the one that would be like holding anyone up. So I will give her that 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 she was careful. She fed me. Okay, so next on the the topic, do you think you inherited any pet peeves from your parents? Absolutely. Yes. Um, Actually, my mom and I were talking the like yesterday um and she was talking about her boss or maybe it wasn't even her no yeah it was her boss and she was just talking about how she doesn't know what she's doing and and stuff like that and I think that's like a shared pet peeve of ours is whenever our superior or like boss or manager or supervisor is dumber than us Oh, I, I could totally relate to that. I cannot that handle it. Annoying. And it's, and like, even when it's not relevant to our job, like, just knowing that they're dumber. Oh, just really, just really grinds my gears. Um, and then, yeah. uh, let's see. Um, oh, what am I thinking of? Um. I think I think that's also a pet peeve of my dad's. I don't know. Um, and then my mom and I don't like to be touched. So, but where we differ is like she's fine with being touched by like people she knows. Yeah, um, like hugs she, and stuff. Your mom yeah, always she, gives me good hugs. Yeah, she's a good hugger. Um, but but she doesn't like like strangers. She's very like, don't touch me. <laughs> um, and, and don't I'm, touch you, too. Like, she's yeah, very yeah, hyper-protective of yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's very territorial. Um, so I'd say that we we relate in that way. And then my dad and I have a pet peeve about unfinished food. Like, if somebody has food left on their plate, God, you must really us. hate me. Okay, not the food, the drink part. The but. drinks. It really, really bothers me. Like, mm. like my dad, he won't it's not like a ooh frustration thing. He'll just eat your food. But like for me, 
it's it's like I can like you could save that for leftovers. Like people that throw away food, like oh man, that bothers me. Just like finish the finish the crust, finish it. You know, I'll, I'll qualify that I don't throw away food. I hate throwing yeah. away food and stuff, and I will do leftovers. Like well, 100%. you also eat like a horse, so yeah. <laughs> the food part isn't the unfinished; it's the no, drink that's part. Not the I it's the drinks. I used to have that that issue. Yeah. A lot. I still do with coffee. Ha ha ha. But what about you? Did you inherit any pet peeves? Um, my mom grinds on her plate, so I got that pet peeve Ooh. because of her. So not necessarily inherited from her, but because of her. Um, and I guess I would say my dad really hated messes. Like he he really hated people that created messes in his space and then wouldn't like clean it up. And I totally agree. It's one thing when you have company over and like, I don't know, they dirty dishes or whatnot. That's obviously fine. But it really pisses me off when I'm in a shared space with someone, like a living room area or something like in my apartment, for example. And like if my roommate wouldn't pick up after herself or like something like that, that's when I start to get like bothered because I don't, I don't mind messes, but I don't like it when a mess just sits. So I definitely think I got that from my dad. And it's funny because my mom is not, she's a very like organized person, but she just does, she could give two shits about a messy, she's a clean person. Like she, everything is scrubbed. There's no dust, you know, stuff like that. It's clean and sanitary because she's a germaphobe, but she could give two shits about a messy closet or clothes all over the place or whatever like she literally could care less and I think that's so funny that my mom and my dad were such polar opposites and that I inherited that from my dad because that meant I was always like mom pick it up I'm crazy about it the exact same way with my parents like my mom is so messy so messy (laughs) I know yeah I'm like I'm like thinking about it I'm like my eyes twitching Yeah, I know. And my, so that's actually when I forgot my dad and I have the pet peeve of clutter, like, and in messes and unmade beds, unmade beds. Um, like when I go to Badger's, I make his bed and he always thanks me for it, (laughs) but it's just a thing. Like you can't get into an unmade bed. Like it's, and my dad's the same way. He always makes his bed every morning. Me too. Like, and <laughs> exhibit a behind me yeah exactly like and right now my bed is unmade and i've been thinking about it the whole time like yeah exactly so so definitely inherited that from my dad that's one of the reasons why i mean i'm not saying i couldn't marry or like long term be with someone that was a messy person like i could make it work because i lived with my mom my whole life and it was fine but i cannot or that's one of honestly the things that I love so much about Goldie and why I think we're really compatible together is because he is a very clean person. He is a very neat person. And especially when I met him and he was a like, you know, dude living in a frat house, like his, his rooms were one of the only places that was actually clean in the whole damn house. And he is a very naturally neat person, makes the bed in the morning, keeps it together. And I love that about him. Um, the only other thing I think I've inherited my mom hates being interrupted and my mom hates two-faced people or like people with ulterior motives or backstabbers or people that like, especially in her job, people that 
will like kind of put on one face to the boss and then behind the scenes just be actually a really like shady person that talks Mm -hmm. themselves up and all that. So she cannot stand that. And I would definitely agree that I'm on a similar wavelength regards to that. Definitely. (sighs) Badger is not clean. He is not, not clean, not tidy. He lives like a PhD student. And he's not a PhD student anymore, so he doesn't have that excuse. Um, mm-hmm. But we like compromise because that's the other thing I was going to say. And this is less of a pet peeve, but more of just like a compulsivity that I inherited from my dad is like, I clean on the weekends. On the weekends, I clean. That's what the weekend's for. And gotcha. So like when I, but I hang out with Badger on the weekends. So if I see a mess, I feel compelled to clean it. And it stresses me out not to, but it's also I would agree with the stressing out. And that (laughs) that may be a whole other conversation. Like, what are your um, compulsions? (laughs) Because I definitely (laughs) I can't even I can't even focus if there's a mess. And I know part of that's like my OCD. But I also know that I think it's just because I'm a very neat person and having disorganization makes my brain be disorganized. So it just, it can't work. And that, well, that has like been a force of arguments for me, like, my whole life. Like, I have gotten arguments with my mom about the way that she'll keep the general area. Like, I, again, I don't care how she keeps her room or whatever, but especially the shared areas. And I have noticed that I'm, ha- I tend to be happier with roommates that keep their space tidy. And I don't know if that's literally only because of that, but that has been a trend in my life that I tend to enjoy the company of roommates more that are tidy people as well. I think you and I would actually be very good roommates. We would be fantastic. Yeah. Well, and also you don't get hurt feelings when somebody asks you to do something. Like you don't get butt hurt if somebody asks you to like pick up your plate or something like that. I think we would run a very efficient household if I do say so myself. We definitely would. No, I've thought about that all the time. I'm like, I wish you would just live in the same state as me and then like I could save a lot on rent. That would actually be (laughs) nice. I was going to say that would, that would actually be really, really nice. I know, and this is funny, this is like obviously not where we're going, but I think we would also be an amazing like adoptive couple. Like a couple that had like foster children or, or oh adopted, but mostly like a foster home. We would be amazing together we as a couple so that good. raised children. I would children. trust you. I would trust you not to or or not necessarily not to mess up the kids but at least to take direction from me when you were messing up the kids but I think most of the time you do pretty well which is high praise from me so I know it is just last episode you were like I don't trust anyone with children so that that's really nice thank you yeah I think that would that would be good um but no like Badger and I had to compromise because I was like I feel compelled to clean if there's a mess and like it's your space and, and I don't want some yeah monop- and I don't want to like monopolize our weekend just cleaning so like if you wipe down the counters before I come that would like help a lot and if you at least like tidy it up the space so that there's nothing like in the sitting area and there's like always room to use the table like I just need a little like there can't be barriers to normal daily life because of like crumbs like crumbs is like a huge thing like if there's crumbs on the counter I have to wipe it up so yeah I feel that yeah definitely well Jess 
I have a question that I'm interested to hear the answer of, and I haven't read what your answer is on the notes. So what is your biggest pet peeve about me? I think I already know the answer anyways. Um, I mean, I'd say just because it's the one that's like carried through the longest is the lateness. Like most of the other pet peeves that I didn't like either don't apply because we don't live in the same state or like you've kind of gotten over like you hanging out with whomever was nice to you was always a pet peeve of mine um, I remember yeah always a pet peeve of mine but I'm not really and like it's because around it's to like, inconsistent or they're it's rather it's they're inconsistent. inconsistent yes it's because they would be nice to me but they would be a bully to other people and you couldn't stand that I would spend my time with someone that was like that to others basically exactly exactly so um there's that but the one that's like held the longest is the late <laughs> Because, like, in high school, I was the only reason we, may, we made it to things on time. Like, I guarantee Miss Reynolds would have kicked you off the team if we hadn't carpooled because you would have been to the meets. I would have missed the damn bus, bus you ride to the tournaments. Bus. You would have missed the bus. Like, I'm the only reason we made it to the bus on time. So, yeah, like, and, and you're still late. <laughs> I have a, I, I think in the same state. <laughs> I I yeah, I know. Um I haven't given her a nickname, but oh lord, you and her share the same I'm not gonna give her a nickname, but I'm gonna text you who this is so you know who I'm talking about. She oh. literally she's one of my closest friends from high school. Absolutely got so pissed at me regularly about being late. You and her one hundred percent have that in common. Yeah, I'd say that's another pet peeve. Just your friends in general are like a pet peeve of mine. Oh, God. Yeah, like, this has been a, a very sore subject of conversation Jesse and I have had for years now. Yeah. Is every time I, she meets friends, like whether it's college. Yeah, she just like cannot Like high friends. school, like all of her friends were basic and boring. And, <laughs> and then like Jessie the other. Really takes a personal aggressive approach to my friendships it's it's yes. quite it's quite funny yes and it's not that i'm territory i mean i'm a little territorial but <laughs> it's i'm not superstitious i'm just a little stitious <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's really just that like high school like you picked like really basic like kind of two-faced Girls, it was a with, Catholic or, school in Shawnee. I know there weren't a lot of options. There weren't a lot of options. Like, yet. bro. Yeah, I know. Um, but then, like in college, you like pick these like frat boys and like sorority girls, and they oh all like God. are so touchy. Like they wouldn't stop touching me. <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely give you that on the touchy thing. I'll I don't like hugs, especially 15 times. I don't like hugs. Like, oh, man. <laughs> Christ. Yeah, this is the kind of stuff like Jesse would visit me in college and then she'd say these things and I was like, okay, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know what to do with that, but okay. I'm, I'm like the I'm like the in-law. 
in your life. Like, I'm the in-law. Like, oh no, you have to meet the in-laws. I'm like, the in-law. No, dead ass. I, I, I was always nervous after a certain point of introducing you to friends. She's going to hate them yeah. and them and them too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I remember for my birthday, my 21st birthday, I can't not have Jessie at my 21st birthday, but it was so unfortunate for her because it was just all of these people that she just could not stand. And then Jessie, and you got along with the other girl we brought from Kansas. I was kind of a mess of a weekend in general. So yeah, I'll, you were a I'll, mess. I'll they were a mess. Everyone was a mess. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Yeah. It was still fun. It was still memorable. That's another episode another time. All right. My yeah. biggest pet peeve about you. I honestly, this is hard for me because there really isn't anything major that really bothers me. Or really? else I really I wouldn't want to be gonna, that like, close to you. I thought you were going to lay it into me right there. I thought you were going to be like my biggest thing about you. I, I just don't like that. You're the a thing, vapid over the, <laughs> over the years, I've learned that everyone, like everyone has character flaws. And if the character flaw I just absolutely can't stand, then I'm going to distance myself from you or keep a surface level friendship. I'm not a stone cold enough bitch to be like, sayonara I'll still be nice to you but I'm not going to be close to you and that's the thing is the people that I actually am close to I just their character flaws are fine so there really isn't anything major about you that I would say or else I really wouldn't be this close with you for this long um I think the only thing that does sometimes bother me is when you get self-righteous um Mm. which unfortunately happens frequently case in point a few episodes ago Jesse literally was like I am always right in any sort of situation with Kat. And I'm like, all right, you know what? Like, chill. <laughs> sit, the, sit the F down. You can okay? shove chill. that idea where the sun doesn't shine. Basically. So it's only when sometimes you get, like, really self-righteous regarding me. I don't even care if you're self-righteous with others. I don't care if you're self-righteous about yourself. I don't care it's just if about you're me. <laughs> full. Yeah, I don't care if you have the biggest head in the world, whatever. Because usually there's a reason why you have that opinion. And usually, like, a lot of times you are right if you're entering into a debate or an argument. You're just But at least with me. The self-righteousness right <laughs> I know. But when it's unwarranted is some uh, usually with me because we obviously mm. and my mom did this and it's fine that she did this. I'm not mad. I'm just saying from the get go, Jesse had the relationship of being the older sister or the older sibling that's like caring for me like poor little me my dad died like you have to look after me I'm fragile and that was kind of the basis of our friendship and so we had to have a conversation a couple years ago where Jess was like I don't want this role anymore I want you to be on the same level of maturity as me like the same level as me I don't want to be watching after you I don't want to be the the sisterly role and that was something we had to change in our friendship because that's literally just how it was for a while so that's the only part where I think sometimes lingers is like sometimes you're like, I am older, I know more things, I am right. <laughs> that's basically, that sums it up. That in a nutshell, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have to, I have to qualify like a little bit um, what you were saying about like the beginning of our relationship. Like I never thought you were fragile in that way, like because of your dad. Honestly, like your dad dying like rarely ever comes to mind with you like it's like something that happened in your life but it's like not like and when your mom asked me to like even thinking back to when your mom asked me to look after you never came to mind that it was because your dad died Hmm. 
Like, that's just not... And I think that's partly why you started to like me was because I never made it, like, a pity party. Well, that is true. Every single... That was my defining characteristic for a long time in high school because every student... they And I know they meant well, and I've meant this mentioned this on another podcast, but they announced it to the whole damn school in the PA system. And so every single person knew that's how I was known when I came into high school. And Jesse, that's true, is one of the only people that treated me as if that, like, literally didn't happen. And that was nice. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I mean, and it might just be because I have no feelings, but, like, for me, like, death is just, like, something that has, that happens, and, like, it's unavoidable, and, like, dwelling on it doesn't seem very, like, that's just not my interest. So, like, if you want to talk about your dad dying, then, like, let's talk about your dad dying, but, like, I'm not going to bring it up, like, (laughs) you know? Right. Um, So, I think that's just where it came from for me. So I just wanted to like qualify that, but like, I definitely didn't see you as fragile because your dad died. I saw you as like vulnerable because you were in grade school. So I saw it as like the same thing where like you were definitely susceptible to like people's influence. So, so in that way, I definitely like, that's how I interpreted your mom asking me to look after you was like, just make sure that like people don't take advantage of her. Oh, and, yeah. I never knew that. That's like all I thought of. Yeah. And I think that's all she meant too. Like, I don't think she meant it because your dad died. So, well, maybe there's something else. Maybe there's something different. But like, what is something that you do that is a common pet peeve or that like bothers your loved ones? And let's say besides your lateness, because we've talked about that already. Well, I kind of, I mean, I'll, I'll be very quick when I say this. Um, I did ask Goldie and he said the lateness thing. And it's actually funny because I started dating him. Like he is incredibly punctual. And that was a source of like a rift in the beginning of our relationship was when I would be late. And he's frankly a little triggered by it because when we first started talking, like not dating, I would basically be like, sure, like I can hang out with you tonight, but like I have this plan, this plan, this plan first. And so I would be like partying with other people or namely other guys. And then he'd just be sitting there waiting for me. Sometimes until sometimes until like 3 a.m., dude. Like I I kind of I didn't realize that he liked me that much and I didn't realize it was that I thought it was a casual thing because we used to go on walks around campus like late at night. We'd both be kind of like drunk and we'd just like go walk around campus and have like a deep conversation or we'd walk to Taco Bell across the street, whatever. And I didn't realize that he would stay up waiting for me. I thought he was also partying with his friends and then it was like if our schedules lined up at the end of the night, 2 a.m., like then we'd hang out but no he would he would wait up for me and sometimes I would either bail on him or like fall asleep or get too drunk or something so he gets like a little bit triggered by that about me being like late or not that I stand him up now but the point is is like that is something that really had I had to correct with him early on because it really bothered him Um, and I have become a more punctual person because of him actually he also said that he, I was, it was so funny. I was like, honey, what's like a pet peeve that, or that bothers you of mine? And he's like, um, lateness, you take forever to get ready. And he's like listing off a few things. I'm like, damn, I wish there was more He just pause. had it at the ready, like, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, granted, he only said three things, but it was so quick that I was like, shit, yeah. okay. And it was the yeah. lateness. It was that I take a really long time to get ready, which is not fair because it's coming from a perspective of someone that can look amazing and have a shower and everything in like 10 minutes flat. So that's just not fair. I have curly hair. It doesn't work that way. If I had straight hair, it would be a different story. So the taking long to get ready and 
Um, yeah, I didn't get a response from my mom, but I really just think it's like those two things. Yeah, I'd say that. What about? What do you think your you? mom would say? I think my mom would probably say the micromanaging, honestly. Oh, that yeah. was from the top that. pet peeves because I do. I will definitely like. I can micromanage her, and then she's like, "I'm the mom." Like, damn it! <laughs> she's like, Stop "Yeah." It. <laughs> yeah. So I can see yeah, that. I was, yeah, I I could see that, or like the fact that I honestly, I think that's it. My mom and I just get along okay. really well, but it's it's no, the I, I difference right. in cleanliness. Uh, what about what about you? Yeah, I don't know. Like, um, so definitely with Badger, it's the the talking during shows, and then I'd say. Maybe, I don't know if it's like my self-righteousness. That, maybe it's like my know-it-allness. I think that gets on people's nerves. Or, yeah, I, I'm definitely, I can be a little bit of a micromanager um, with my family. Not really with like other people as much, but definitely with my family, I can be a little bit of a micromanager. Just because they're already like, smart and doing the right thing so like when it comes to things that they're doing wrong it's usually like very small things so I think it just ends up sounding like micromanaging so I get that yeah I'd say that so how do you get over a pet peeve in any given scenario um I think the first thing I do is I just like I just breathe and like give it a second to see if it passes like like, for instance, sometimes Badger will do, like, pet peeve things on purpose and, like, oh, eat so with his mouth open to, like, like, he'll be eating and then he'll notice, maybe he'll, like, notice that, like, it's making a sound and then he'll do it, like, really hyperbolically, like, loudly. And oh I'll God. just ignore him. I'll just wait. I'll just ignore him completely and then hope that it that he gets tired of doing it and then I'll look over like all triumphant after he stops doing it um but for like daily life if it's you know one of those situations where it's like you're in a food court and somebody two tables away is being really loud like there's not much you can do so I just kind of breathe and like try to like focus on other things like oh I can like be working on my calendar right now or like I can be planning my other things or, oh, I needed to look this up. So I'll try to like focus on something else. Or if it's like something where somebody's nearby or it's an acquaintance or something like that, I can just be like, can you not do that? Yeah. Do you mind? (laughs) Or (laughs) um, I'll try to like distract them from what they're doing. Uh, So yeah, Yeah. I'd say that it just depends on the situation. But what about you? I also just usually like breathe and try to distract myself. If I know the person, I have no problem with being in a really polite way. Like, for example, the scraping of the plate, I'll be like, hey, that really bothers my ears. Can you try not to scrape, please? Or something like that. Um, But yeah, or I'll just try to like physically remove myself from the situation. Sometimes I'm like, oh, and it's like if I, or I'm sitting there <laughs> Scar, and like, gotta leave. <laughs> and my eye starts twitching. I'm like, oh, my God, just. Ugh. I'll be like, all right, yeah, I'm going to physically exit the room. Yeah, I have to leave now. I have to go, like, puke. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, do you have any deal breaker pet peeves? Like, you'll literally no longer associate with a person if they do this. It's the touching thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, fair. Like, it, if you're just a touchy person and I haven't said anything explicitly to you, fine. That's fine. Whatever. But once I've told you right. more than once, it's over. Absolutely over. Like, I had this issue, well, with your friend that I, like, literally took her hands and, like, closed them together and said, you need to leave. <laughs> so that's like that. And then in college, I had a grad student friend who was like teaching my Spanish class and he was from Nicaragua. So like there was a little bit of a cultural barrier there, just a tiny bit. But I had also been explicit about why I don't like being touched and which is more information than he needed anyways. Like, I want to preface that. Like, I don't need to give right. a reason for why you shouldn't right, touch me. But, right. like, but I did just out of, like, pure helpfulness and multiple times. And he just, like, wouldn't. And he would even, like, criticize me for not wanting to be touched. Like, and so I was like, we're, like, we're not friends anymore. Like, you're yeah. a jerk. Like, I've been clear about my boundaries and you're like trying to make me feel bad about it so bye that's awful but what about you um it's funny because i know you say how much like you hate hugs and touching literally you just said that and i know that you hate all of that and so i remember i had to get really used to that because i'm a super physical touchy person and i always wanted to give just like a hug goodbye or to like lean on her on the couch or like sleep on her on the bus ride or whatever and a lot of it i think she put up with for a long time and then eventually she's like i just really hate this like i I, it really bothers me and i was like damn that sucks but okay because having physical touch isn't like a boundary for me, if that makes sense. It's not like a necessity that I have to have, but it is a necessity that she has to not have. So I was like, okay, like I need to just put my own shit aside and not touch, not touch her, even though like I'm such a lovey-dovey person that that's like a natural thing for me. Um, But yeah, sometimes if I'm not going to see you for a really long time and I know it, I will insist on a brief hug just to say like, love you. And sometimes even then I still feel guilty about it. I'm like, bring it in. And then I'm like, okay, tap, tap. Sorry. Sorry. I had that hug. Honestly, like Um, I I don't mind your hugs as much, partially because you're like so bony that it's just like... (laughs) Well, you know, like, I, what I really hate is, like, the people that are soft, like, they're, like, lightly touching me. Like, that is the worst kind of touch out there. Like, the lightly, like, arm grab. Okay. Oh, my God. But, like, you, you're, like, come here. (laughs) And you, like, like, force your bony arms around me that it's, like, more funny. So, it, like, great. Boniness amuses you. Well, it's just, like, not, like, that gross, like, soft, creepy, light feeling. That's fair. So, like, you you, you take it with some force, which is more comfortable than somebody okay. who's, like, lightly touching me. Well, anyway. <laughs> uh, on that, it's fun. I just wanted to comment on that. But for me, okay, I don't have a lot of things that will cause me to not associate with someone completely. Like I told, you know, mentioned earlier, sure, I'll distance myself from them. 
But it takes honestly quite a lot for me to literally be like, leave my life and to say that to someone and really mean it. And I'm not saying that, you know, you have to like really hurt me for me to get to that point. But I don't have a lot of reasons that I will literally tell someone to like never talk to me or even look my direction again. And so for me, I don't feel like the term pet peeves covers something like that. Like if I'm literally never going to talk to a person again, I would clarify that as like a boundary that I have because pet peeves, in my opinion, are a little flexible or they're kind of like little irritations, but a boundary, like if you cross that boundary, like, yeah, I'm not, not going to talk to you again. So I wouldn't say that there's a pet peeve that will be a deal breaker, but there are boundaries, of course, that will be. I do agree about the unwarranted touching. I have a super, super quick story for this. Um, I went to a frat party once with this guy that I had like just met and he didn't know me very well. I didn't know him very well. And he was definitely very interested in me like romantically and I did not share that, but you know, he wasn't being creepy about it. So I was like, sure, it's an invitation to a date function. I want to go. Yeah, like I'll go with you. And it takes me a lot to like snap, especially to a person that I don't know because I do have that paralyzing fear of, I don't know, like it's scary for me, especially with guys. And I'm sure that that relates back to some of like trauma and stuff like that. But it's taken me a long time to get a backbone. I know you heard Ranger bark. It's taken me a long time to get a backbone with strange men, basically. And I think I finally got it and I'm proud of myself, but I used to freeze in those circumstances. So anyways, this is when I was really struggling with boundaries and he kept touching me. And it was like touching my lower back, like giving me a hug because it was a beer pong tournament. And like when I would make a shot or it was stuff. And I eventually literally like turned to him and I said, you have got to stop touching me. And he was so taken aback because he also was from a different country. And I think that was another thing that it was, wasn't even that sexual to him. It was just, he's just that person. And he was yeah. like, oh, what, I'm, what, what? And I was like, I'm sorry, but I have a problem with people that I don't know super well touching me. And it really bothers me that you keep touching me. And he was like, I'm so sorry. I, I really didn't know. And See, he literally did right not touch response. me again. That's what that I'm saying. That is right one of the only interactions I have ever had with unwarranted touching that I wanted to be the person's friend after because he did not touch me again that entire evening. Even when we won the damn tournament, the only thing he gave me was a high five. That's awesome. So that's That's my point is like he actually corrected his behavior and I was like, I will now be your friend after this. Quality individual. Quality person. So anyways... That is, I agree with the unwarranted touching though. Well, and I want to, and I want to like clarify that like the person that I was like uh, good acquaintances with in college, like they, it wasn't like a sexual thing, like at all. Like it was just that they would constantly like touch my arm or touch my leg or hug me or blah, blah, blah. Like just bleh. Yeah. Or like touch your knee if you're sitting down. That's, that's really, I'm like, don't do that. I think this is a PSA to anyone out there that unless the person is giving you such clear signals that they want you to touch them, even me saying this as the most physical touchy person, I like cuddle with my girlfriends. Like like I am a very physical person. I still can't stand touching from people I don't know. Or even, I don't even care if you're my friend, touching me when I'm not explicitly like, especially in a sexual way, when I have not given you the green light. So just everyone take that away, that people probably do not want you touching them. Yeah. Okay. 
we gotta go i gotta go to work okay well thank you all for joining us on coffee talk and we will see you next time thank you for hanging out with coffee talk cover art is by our very own jesse and cat theme music is by spencer thutt background music is produced under creative commons Coffee Talk is an independent podcast supported by two struggling 20-somethings, so we shamelessly beg our listeners to support the podcast by subscribing to our Patreon or donating through our website, coffeetalkpod.com. Talk to you soon! Bye.